Welcome back to another episode of It's the Flat Out Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Bravo Cologne. It has been a great pleasure and a privilege to spend time every week with you, our It's the Flat Out Truth family. As with every topic, we learn and grow together spiritually. We enjoy every second of your company and we are dedicated to bringing you the flat out truth at every cost. We appreciate your loyalty and dedication to keeping this podcast alive. As you hear me always say in the words of a very wise man, we never do it alone. I have seen so many things during this so-called pandemic that has left me astonished on both sides, but mainly on the humanity side, where many people have come together unselfishly and have offered assistance to those in need, such as the widows and the elderly, which leads me to believe that there is yet hope for humanity. We are not all savages hoarding unnecessary supplies in fear that there might not be anything left. This behavior comes from a lack of preparation, a lack of planning on our behalf. The scriptures make mention to this in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 8. Go to the ant, O sluggard, observe her ways and be wise, which having no chief officer or ruler prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provision in the harvest how long will you lie down O sluggard when will you arise from your sleep here we see king shlomo he observed the ant and how he goes about scurrying during times of plenty storing up for the times of scarcity which are sure to arrive at one time or another. There are so many preppers that have been working hard at keeping their pantries full of supplies long before this event, and when all the panic buying took place, could only shake their heads at the way many people reacted. Failing to plan is planning to fail. I personally have told many people that I know to stock up on water and non-perishable foods like peanut butter, rice, pasta, honey, canned goods, if they don't know how to can their own. But just like many times before, they say, ah, nothing's going to happen, or we ain't going to run out of food. But history repeats itself. The last major pandemic of 1918 should have taught us a thing or two about being prepared. Those who fail to study history are doomed to repeat it. Last week, we touched on the topic, Do As I Say, where we saw how the governing body at the time attempted to silence the message being preached by Yeshua's Talmudim for fear of being exposed and found guilty of murdering the author of life. Not much different than we can find today with the government forbidding public prayer and removing the Decalogue or the Ten Commandments from state buildings and replacing them with the statue of Baphomet only to bring destruction and the judgment of Elohim upon this nation. 
First, they attacked the family by dividing it and demoralizing the Judeo-Christian values established by the founders of this great nation. Slowly and persistently, creating a division amongst men and women, knowing full well that there is strength in numbers. Emasculating the male persona and promoting a more effeminate personality so as not to clash or offend the opposite sex. And they have created a confusion among our children and that makes them question their sexuality. Are they boys or girls? Bringing in transgenders into a kindergarten class to twerk and dance in front of them all while the parents watch and participate in this demonic spectacular. And then we ask ourselves, why? Why is all this happening? We slap Hashem in the face with all our idolatrous, adulterous, and murderous ways, calling good evil and evil good. We can't expect His wondrous blessings to fall upon us this way. This week, we are going to look at the words spoken by the Master Rabbi Yeshua. Who do you say I am? Where we find one Talmud specifically confesses who Yeshua is. Join me as we take this journey into the flat out truth. You can like, comment, and subscribe to our weekly podcast or videocast by clicking our Linktree link and listening to us on your favorite platform from anchor.fm to Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And you can read our blog and click on the reference links at itstheflatouttruth.blogspot.com and itstheflatouttruth.wordpress.com. And we would like to hear from you. Send us an email at itstheflatouttruth at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing and if there's something in particular that you would like us to talk about. We begin by reading the account that is found in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 20. Now, when Yeshua came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his Talmudim, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say Yohanan the Immerser, others say Eliyahu, but still others, Yirmiyahu, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Shimon Kepha answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Yeshua said to him, Blessed are you, Shimon Bar-Yona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Kepha, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. And then he warned the Talmudim that they should tell no one that he was the Messiah. We find Yeshua dialoguing with his disciples, or Talmudim, as any good teacher or rabbi will do. Yeshua asks them a question, not just any question, 
but a question that would make them search deep within their hearts and deep within their soul. Retreating to Caesarea Philippi, which is situated 25 miles north of the Sea of Galilee and at the base of Mount Hermon. Caesarea Philippi is the location of one of the largest springs feeding the Jordan River. It was a sin city like today's Las Vegas. At rabbis, they forbade a good Jew to come here. But still, Yeshua brought his men here anyway and revealed to them that he was the promised Messiah. Matthew chapter 16. Why here, though? It was a simple way to let the world, both seen and unseen, know that there would be a coming battle for the souls of men. Now, Caesarea Philippi, it lay at the foot of Mount Lebanon, near the sources of the Jordan in the territory of Dan and at the northeast extremity of Palestine. It was originally called Panium from a cavern in its neighborhood dedicated to the god Pan. And Panaeus, Philip, the Tetrarch, the only good son of Herod the Great, in whose dominions Panaeus lay, having beautified and enlarged it, changed its name to Caesarea, in honor of the Roman emperor and added Philippi after his own name. To distinguish it from the other Caesarea found in Acts chapter 10 verse 1 on the northeast coast of the Mediterranean Sea. We could find reference to that in Josephus, Antiquities of the Jews 15, 10 and 3 and 18, 2 and 1. This quiet and distant retreat Yeshua appears to have sought with the view of talking over with the twelve the fruit of his past labors and breaking to them for the first time the sad intelligence of his approaching death. Here, the Talmudim would answer this question with the utmost honesty and Shimon bar Yonah, whose name was changed by Yeshua to Kepha, who is also known as Peter, revealed the nature of the Master Rabbi as the One, the One anointed by Hashem that would redeem His people, as some of the other Talmudim relayed what the people were commenting around town, who Yeshua was. Kepha answers, You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God. This confession was no small feat, for it did not arrive by the way of the flesh, no, sir. This confession came directly from Abba Kadosh, our Holy Father in Heaven, to whom all glory, honor, and praise be. Who do you say I am? A little history on name-changing in the Bible. When we read about the patriarchs, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, along with our matriarch, Sarah, and who changed their names, we see that it was Elohim who changed their names, as we read in Genesis chapter 17, verse 5. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. And in Genesis chapter 17, verse 15, 
Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And we find again in Genesis chapter 32, verse 28, He said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. So, returning to the question, who do you say I am? Can we honestly answer this question? What will your answer be? Will it be one that comes from deep within your heart and soul? Or will it be one that has been programmed into your mind by the religious leaders in our lives? The commentary states that Yeshua took them to a place away from the people. He took the Talmudim to a place called Caesarea Philippi. Now let's recap for a minute. Caesarea Philippi, it lay at the foot of Mount Lebanon or Mount Hebron, near the sources of the Jordan in the territory of Dan and at the northeast extremity of Palestine. It was originally called Panium, from a cavern in its neighborhood dedicated to the god Pan and Panaeus. Philip, the Tetrarch, the only good son of Herod the Great, in whose dominions Panaeus lay, having beautified and enlarged it, changed his name to Caesarea in honor of the Roman emperor and added Philippi after his own name to distinguish it from the other Caesarea found in Acts chapter 10 verse 1 on the northeast coast of the Mediterranean Sea. It was a sin city like today's Las Vegas that rabbis forbade a good Jew to come here. But still, Yeshua brought his men here anyway and revealed to them that he was the promised Messiah. Matthew chapter 16. Why here? It was a simple way to let the world, both seen and unseen, know that there would be a coming battle for the souls of men. Peter proclaimed Yeshua to be the Messiah, and this was no coincidence that his testimony was made amongst pagan worship, and the best was yet to come. This mountain's real significance, however, is the traditional site of Yeshua's transfiguration. Mount Hermon is one of the three possible spots, including the Mount of Olives and Mount Tabor, found in Matthew chapter 17, one, verses 1 through 8. Interesting to note that again he chose Satan's turf to proclaim his glory to his disciples. <laughs> wow. The disciples were trained to teach others by the master Rabbi Yeshua. And it was highly required that they should each understand the truth for themselves. Ministers must always be examined before they are sent forth to preach, especially what their belief concerning Messiah and who they say that he is. Because how can they be considered as ministers of Messiah if they are either ignorant or erroneous concerning him? Who do you say I am? is a question that every one of us should be frequently asking ourselves. Who do we say that the Lord Yeshua is? Is he precious to us? 
Is he in our eyes the chief of 10,000? Is he the beloved of our souls? Let us observe Shimon Kepha, Peter's answer to this question in verse 16. Shimon Kepha answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Shimon Kepha got the answer correct. But later, when Yeshua was betrayed by Judas Iscariot, he seemed to have forgotten this powerful confession made by him. For with the mouth we confess, but with our hearts believe as we find in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Yeshua and believe in your heart that God, Hashem, has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In the words of Messiah, Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. What does the word confess mean? We find confess in the New Testament under Strong's number 3670. It says, one, properly to say the same thing as another. Two, universally to concede. So Shimon was in complete agreement with Yeshua as he made himself known to his Talmudim that he is Messiah. But he forbade them to tell anyone else because the time wasn't right just yet. Then he warned the Talmudim that they should tell no one that he was the Messiah. Verse 20. To confess is to proclaim or profess that one in fact believes beyond a shadow of a doubt. Can we confess beyond a shadow of a doubt that Yeshua is Messiah, sent by our Heavenly Father to who be all honor, glory, and praise forever as the only begotten Son who surrendered His life and rose again on the third day so that we might live? If you can honestly and most assuredly say yes, then Yeshua will confess you before his father in heaven. See, it all stems from the heart. All throughout the Bible, the very Bible that we have, and we can see this from Genesis all the way to Revelation. To obey is better than sacrifice. If you love me, keep my commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. For with the heart you believe, but with the mouth you make confession to life. That's found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 4. And in Romans 10, 10 to 17, it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord 
shall be saved. To be able to confess Yeshua as Messiah, to confess him as God's only begotten, that he lived, died, and rose again and is seated at the right hand of power, can only be achieved by the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verses 14 to 17. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery that returns you to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Messiah, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Today, if Yeshua were to ask you, who do you say I am? How would you respond? It's something to really think about because the answer can cost you eternity. We not only have to say we believe or have faith in Hashem, but we have to live our lives showing the world that the light that we claim dwells in us is truly the light of the world. As we see in John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Yeshua again spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us walk and let our walk be the talk and prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that Yeshua is Messiah to the glory of Hashem. My family, my friends, it has been an immense pleasure, as always, to have spent this short time with you here on another episode of It's the Flat Out Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Bravo Cologne. Tune in every week for a new episode full of biblical truth. We don't preach religion here. We only strive to bring you the truth. But not just any truth, the flat-out truth. And you can listen to us on your favorite platform from Anchor.fm to Spotify and YouTube, to name a few, by clicking on our Linktree link. And I want to give a great big thank you to all of you who continue to support It's the Flat Out Truth Podcast, for we never do it alone. And this has been, and always will be, a joint effort. If you have an idea for a podcast, or would like to participate in one of our episodes, you can send us an email for us to consider, and we will get back to you as soon as humanly possible. And be on the lookout for a brand new podcast hosted by a good friend of mine, Jersey Brat. And the name of her show is Chat with Brat Podcast. It's a show about current events and the daily grind. Make sure to give her a listen and share the love. The pilot episode launch on Anchor.fm will be announced, so stay tuned for further information. Until next time, we want to wish you a safe and healthy week full of shalom and tranquility. May Hashem bless you and keep you. May Hashem make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
May Hashem lift His countenance upon you and give you shalom. B'Shem Yeshua Meshikenu. Amen and Amen. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other.